Hey, this is Rich. I had a cool conversation with uh, two folks, Bea and Josh, who are starting a new micro-solidarity community in Maastricht in the Netherlands. And um, we had a conversation where they basically presented the plans that they've got, like a very clear, uh, the next steps that they're doing to initiate this new community with, the, with its first meeting and planned gatherings coming after that. And so we had a really excellent conversation just where I basically uh, told them my opinions about leadership and facilitation and setting boundaries and um, yeah we had this conversation about the tension between the abstract and the and the practice the nouns and the verbs it was a really really great um, first meeting and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this community unfolds in front of us so I thought it'd be lovely to share this story with you all those of you that are also doing similar work um, if you are doing similar work doing some community weaving and, and um, making some reference to the patterns I'm naming with the Microsolidarity Project, please be in touch. Uh, we could have a conversation. I'd love to record it and share it with others so that we can all learn from each other. Probably easiest to get me on Twitter these days. I'm Rich Decibels. Okie dokie. Peace out. Here it goes. Fantastic. Okay. Recording here as well. Um... Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for, for joining us. It's really exciting to see you. Um, so basically, there's a few things we wanted to, to share with you today. Um, firstly, going over a bit of how we envision our process for gathering together a mutual aid community in Maastricht. Um, so we can dive into that a bit and just hear your reflections on it. Um, secondly, I'd be really interested to hear about um, and explore a little bit your documentation methods and how we might also be able to uh, coordinate our methods to kind of fit into this research um, that you're working on and that we're, we'll be contributing to. Um, as well, we're looking for um, some facilitators and uh, for the gatherings that we'll be holding, um, as well as some consultation and guidance along our process of bringing these people together. Um, these, I think, are the main things from my side. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Uh, <laughs> I mean, apart from these three, three, three things that I think it would be what we were looking for about uh, from you today. I'd also like to ask something uh, a little bit outside of microsolidarity and just uh, more about um, working together with other people. And I know that you work together with your partner. Um, and that you work like a lot together from what I understood, at least from your readings. Um, Josh and I are partners and we're also working a lot together. And in the end, I would just like to kind of ask you if you were um, in the very start of the journey of working together with your partner and where you're now, mm. uh, what would you like to have been told? Mm, cool. <laughs> That's great. We, um, we've always kind of joked because we've been working together um, more and more, but full time for like three years and traveling together and living together, you know, like really. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes really well. It really works for us. Um, but we have been joking that we should do a, like a workshop or a training or something on like how to, how to work with your, with your couple. You know, a working couples are really peculiar thing. So all of those are interesting topics. Um, it sounds like a lot of ground to cover. So why don't you start from the top? And I can start. Shall I start? Sure, go for it. 
I mean, I think because we're a little bit on the timing, maybe we focus solely on the process of what we're creating now. And then maybe later, if we meet again, we can also tell you a little bit of the story of how we came about. But basically, very long story short, we are contacting, there's three of us, and we're contacting a circle of uh, 12 people now. So we are 15, uh, more or less. And with these uh, 15 people, uh, we plan to have a first um, kind of, we call it a meeting. So to get to know each other, to talk a little bit about microsolidarity, um, and to talk a little bit about how we see this congregation, and um, what our dreams, fears, and hopes for these. So this is the first step in our journey and this official meeting after we uh, co-initiating it. Mm. And in this first gathering, in this first meeting, I'm sorry, we, uh, we, plan, on, we plan on making it like a, way, a day, afternoon long. We'll see what's everyone's scheduling and try to organize around it. And here we would like to also introduce to these first 15 people, if possible, like a facilitator that would like kind of be helping us, supporting us, coaching us like as an outsider that eventually also becomes an insider. Um, but also to clarify questions and to give like some kind of more solid support on this idea of like mutual aid communities. Um, so this is the first meeting. And this would happen in um, March already. So the 7th of March, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. Also in this first meeting, what we do is uh, we start brainstorming about who the next 15 will be. So each one of us will invite approximately one more person. And um, uh, then we jump to our second meeting. Um, do you want to say something about the first meeting? Um, I, I think you basically have it. Yeah, we just like to have someone there that's experienced in micro solidarity to bring a bit more life to this concept, um, popping the bubble of small Maastricht and the little community we have here, sharing that this is actually something we, that's happening around the world, um, around Europe at least. And from, yeah, so between the first and second meeting, um, the way we're envisioning it is that we also um, are developing proposals we're still in contact a little bit to finding out how the program might be for the pro for the gathering which would happen at the end of may and so so yeah so then going into the second meeting um hopefully some of us uh, definitely myself and bia would have a proposal or a few proposals for um some topics some activities some things that we could really share and be actively doing together um, with in this gathering um, and then inviting anyone else to also contribute um, their thoughts and ideas um, just as a starting ground to, to build the program. Um, and at this point, it's uncertain whether we'll have any really experienced facilitators or anyone who's very experienced in this co-creation process or um, uh, in, in micro solidarity. So, Ideally, along this process between the first and second meeting, we also have some some guidance uh, from someone like you or maybe Phoebe. I'm not sure how, how familiar she is um, in the field. Cool. Yeah. That's already that's already a lot of uh, I've got a lot of opinions already. <laughs> um, and on that topic of expertise, like <clears throat> it's really important, I think, that like 
we're clear about what my expertise is, which is um, I've got deep experience in one local context, you know, like with, within Spiral of, of like being there near to the start and really having gone through hard times and debates and reformations and all sorts of things. Um, so that's like one congregation that I really know intimately. And, and now this new process is like, um, yeah, being a proactive member in three or four congregations at once and also being in relationship with another five or six. So <clears throat> all of that is new and I, like I don't actually know. And I'm very opinionated and I, um, I, I'm a good communicator so I can construct ideas that sound convincing, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're true or right or the right thing for you to listen to, you know? So like um, I really have a strong sense that it has to be uh, almost like indigenous, you know, like it has to, the, the right structure and everything has to manifest from the people in the place that you're in. And um, someone like me can have, can throw some interesting ingredients into that uh, soup, you know, but uh, I'll also throw in, I'll have these strong opinions that are completely irrelevant for your context. And neither of us really know how to sort out which one is which. <laughs> so this is just, uh, uh, yeah, just to push back against anything that I say that sounds really clear, actually, <laughs> there's always these disclaimers around it, you know, we, we, it's, it's really unknown territory. Um, yeah, it's, I, I kind of agree that you say this and I'm happy that you do, <laughs> because if you would say something that would be different, that would be a little weird. Um, um, but I have a question nevertheless, which is like, for example, okay, we have this first meeting, we then have the, the second meeting with these 30 people, we start breeding things to then meet on the gathering on, on in May, and it's in the gathering that we kind of start to uh, try and make practices and go through dynamics that will lead us to find our crews. And my question is like, because Josh and I and uh, Josh and I, we were a little bit like, we don't want so much to be in the role of like facilitating these dynamics because we also want to be involved in finding our own crew, you know? Um, so I wonder like, what is your opinion in this and how usually in your experience do these dynamics go? You know, like if the, I mean, in, in, the, in the website, you've got some, 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 some dynamics, some games, some activities that we can do. And like how, how, in terms of facilitating these dynamics, how, how do you suggest doing it? Like, do you suggest having someone that maybe steps aside and does it, or the, gr the group co-does co mm. it? It's a really interesting question about, like, uh, what people would call leadership or ownership, or, like, um, some people talk about the source, you know, like, this, this, like where is this creative initiative coming from? Um, and, and, and it sounds like there's three of you in the middle that have this energy and motivation and commitment. Um, and then there's this other thing which you're describing as a facilitator, which is someone who's kind of like maybe a bit more neutral and slightly more detached. And it's just like um, running a process and, and inviting people to try some stuff out. And they're, they're kind of like not so, um, they're not so complicit maybe. They're not so, <clears throat> they're not interested so much in making relationships for themselves. They're creating a container yeah. for other relationships. Um, and I've always, I guess, as I've been um, through my experience and what I've been thinking about is that those two things are the same role, that there's this, this um, kind of awkward posture of holding, you know, like that, that there's, yeah, two or three people that are holding the circle and the circle can be like a really profound, deep experience for the people in it. But I've never been in a context where 
where I got to enjoy the depth at the same time as I was holding it. But somehow it seems like, I don't know, I've always had those two roles stuck in my head that it's like, um, <clears throat> they seem so intermingled that I've always just assumed that they'd be done by the same person. But as you're describing this, I'm thinking, yeah, why not? Like, um, it could be really interesting to, to treat this almost like a professional thing. You know, it's like if you, if you go to a, a couples therapist or something like they're very intimately in your relationship, but they don't go home with you afterwards. <laughs> right. So that's, that's cool. I think this is, um, like I say about not really knowing what the right answer is. This to me sounds like, okay, awesome. You, you folks are going to prototype that methodology and we'll see how it works and we'll see, you know, what are the unique flavors that come in and like, what are the, what bits, what bits are a bit unusual. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is, is like, um, I have this sense of, and I don't know if it's childish or naive, but um, I really believe in things feeling good. <laughs> like, um, I like to have, have a, like we have a meeting and then at the end of the meeting, I'll just check in with myself and like, do I feel good? Do I feel energized? Um, did, did I leave feeling better than I went in? And if I did, then I'm interested in having another meeting, you know? And, and then it's like, okay, you're gonna have this meeting with 15 people, like that, if it's only half a day, like for me, the quality of that engagement has to, has to be, it doesn't have to be, but it's gonna go a lot better if, if you're attending to that like embodied experience of what that time together is like. Um, and that, that, it's that feeling, it's that embodied feeling of togetherness that brings people to the next meeting and then from there to the gathering. And, um, and it's not the, and this is for me anyway, it's not this, um, this purpose statement that we put there where we say, we're gonna form these crews and we're gonna support each other and um, we're, gonna, we're gonna ride out the collapse of society and we're all gonna be fine. Like that's, that is something to hold on to in a sense, but it's not actually what, like, <clears throat> the job here is you're asking people to shift their priorities. You know, like everyone has a life that's currently full doing one set of things and you're asking them to change their priorities and do another set of things, which you think is going to be better for everyone. Um, and that process of shifting priorities is like, it's quite a big undertaking. And, um, and my sense is that this, this cognitive persuasion of like, wouldn't it be better if we did it like this is only a small part of the puzzle. And the bigger part is like, well, I just, I just feel in love, you know, I just feel like compelled to come back and, um, I want to be with these people and I, and I want to deepen my relationships with them. And then all of the purpose and structure and ways of talking about it are kind of secondary to that, that sense of connection. Mm. This is also good advice yeah. because also sometimes like it's very easy to get on this doing mode and getting, trying to make everything as polished and as organized as possible. But then there's also this feeling of, yo, we're in here because we are, here for this cause we're here because we trust this because we love this because we feel good about it so yeah that's definitely wise and and when you said um you know the first meeting we're going to talk about micro solidarity and and i'm i did a little like uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's not about you know like the uh, for me i'm not i'm not called into a, a conversation that's about something you know like i want to have a conversation with you and there's a whole <laughs> There's a whole difference between aboutness and, and withness. There's this um, philosopher, John Schotter, who talks about like the about thing is this external object and we're looking at it as if we're not connected. And the with is that you're in, you're in relationship with each other. You're like entangled mm -hmm. inside each other. And it's like, that's the, 
that's the process that I want to manifest, you know, that people feel like they're really with each, they're really with each other. There's some distinctive presence and, um, and you have to talk about something. Sure. You know, like there has to be some, yeah, yeah, you yeah, invite yeah. someone to come to something. There needs to be like, a, what's the subject on the email. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I hear you there. So also, I mean, also what is very important to me, um, I'm quite a, quite a practical and also visual learner and, and experiencer. So, Doing things and and experience like creating experiences is um, very important to me. I much prefer to be going through practices and activities than sitting and listening yeah. to someone talk about something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having having these games or these kind of embodied experience um, mm -hmm. is definitely a direction I would like to be working towards. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know when it comes in because this is so fresh, you know. Like, but at some point. At some point you have this group of people, 15 or 30 people, let's say you've got 30 and um, uh, seven of them are really animated. They're really like, oh yeah, there's something here and we're really excited. And then you start having these discussions about, well, what are, what are the agreements or what are the, what's the boundary or like, what is this thing that we're making? Um, what I see time and time again is it's at that point that people really go into the about, they really go into, let's agree on our values and our principles and our purpose and there's a part of my soul that's just dying as that's happening. And I'm like rapidly trying to pull people back and go, like, let's just focus on the practice. Like what are the verbs? What are the, what are the activities? What are the things that we're going to be doing with each other that we think are crucial? And for me, it's my opinion is really, really strong on this. It's like we have a gathering every six months or every year and it's going to be three or four days and we're going for intimacy and we're going for connection and we're going for fun and like we're going to learn from each other. And we're going to look for new collaborations and we're going to celebrate and we're going to eat really good food and we're going to remember that nature is awesome and someone's going to cry and we're going to hold each other you know like there's that thing and then there's forming up into crews that can be the lightest thing it can be like you just have a whatsapp group and you tune in with each other once a month or something like it doesn't have to be a big deal but that you're committed to practicing at the small scale as well as the slightly larger scale and I'm like, if that is the agreement, we're doing those two practices, then everything else for me is like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about it. And in, in that description, there's no, there's no purpose. There's no values. There's no principles. There's just a couple of verbs. And, and I'm like holding that flag really hard. Like, oh, this is the important part. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, that's a really nice way of putting it. I really also feel this. If we're getting down, we need to talk about our vision. We need to re-envision things. We get on the same page here. We start coming up with like abstract sentences to encapture the yeah. entirety of a project or yeah. ethos. We're gonna have a thriving future for all beings. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, good. Me too. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, the, yeah. the other thought that I had about just kind of looping back around a second on on this question of leadership and owning and that sort of thing. Um, like the creative, the author, you know. Um, another kind of anti-pattern, I guess, or like a pitfall for groups can be basically too much co-creation. Like um, the three of you, and maybe even between the three of you, maybe there's one of you that really actually has um, quite a clear sense of momentum and an idea of what needs to happen. And... Um, and I, I meet a lot of people who think that what they're supposed to do now is get everyone into a circle and say, so what should we do? Like, let's all, let's all construct a vision together of like, what's the right, what would suit us best. Um, and actually like 
you need some of that, but too much of that really just saps the momentum. Um, and there needs to be like, there'll be a lot of people who are like, okay, I'm kind of interested. I've got these other priorities in my life. And what I want to know is like, what's the invitation? And I'll say yes or no, or like, I'll make a little adjustment to it. But like, I guess what I'm talking about is that some of you, I mean, you kind of said this already that you would bring, you know, there's, there's three of you that would maybe bring some proposals. It's like, I would say bring those proposals quite, quite well thought through and like, Hey, look, this is what we've thought. These are the people we've talked to. This is how we think it should run. And obviously there's room for adjustment, but basically this is the proposal. Do you, are you willing to go along with it rather than coming from a blank slate and going like, let's all think about what's best because it's very hard for that process to, to be energized and, and full of momentum. So like just for me to, to, to recap and to see if I understand what you're suggesting is that we, we put like a somehow strong emphasis in like practical, feasible, like pro not projects, but things that we can do together rather than losing a little bit too much on we can be whatever, like really going concrete into what we want to do. And that in your experience, this is what is bringing people together because they then have something to yeah. commit. Them. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good one. And I think that's sometimes a little bit like when we, when we are talking to people, at least the, the ones that I'm talking with, that's sometimes something I, I've struggled with a little bit because I talk about such intangible ideas. Hey, let's do things together. And then people are like, do what? And yeah. I'm like, we're going to see. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, I think it's like, what do you do with your friends? You know, like you're, you're friends. You just be friends together and activities happen. You don't have to like, you, when you, you don't sort of like, check with people like, these are the activities I like, would you like to be my friend? It's like, no, I, I feel called to be in a relationship with you. And then you do stuff happens, you know, it emerges out of it. At the first meeting, you could do some really, really, really simple stuff. Um, it doesn't have to be, I mean, like, if you've got 15 people in half a day, it's just not very far you can get. Um, and so I would focus on give people some clear idea about what you have in mind, what, what the proposition is, like how they can be involved and give people some experience of really feeling, I mean, I would focus on people feel heard um, and a little bit inspired, you know? So like just do a little bit of stuff where maybe you have some, some moments of quiet reflection on, a, on an important question, you know, like what's your biggest dream for the world, whatever. And you have some quiet reflection. And so you actually are guided to go inwards for a second and then you bring something back from, from your inquiry and you share quietly in pairs. And there's the two of you and, and like you have a few minutes to really connect and like exchange on this idea. And maybe you remix and you do that with a few other people or you get into a group of four and you share like what came up and like just having a few of these very simple dynamics that um, invite people out of the uh, abstract and into the immediate I'm with you um, and isn't it, doesn't it feel nice when we listen to each other properly? And um, doesn't, it, doesn't it feel cool when we risk saying the things that we love or the things that we're frightened of? Um, that, to, that to me is super compelling and doesn't take a lot of complex process or like, you know, great nuance or anything. It's just about breaking this form of like 15 people sitting around having an unstructured conversation and going like, yeah, what happens if, you know, I like we have three people and they touch knees. What, what, what kind of conversation do we have when there's three people with, with a knee triangle, you know, like just, just playing with these little things. Mm, yeah. Cool. Mm.
Um, mm. You mentioned right at the start that people could talk about dreams, fears, and hopes. Um, and I wanted to just reflect a thing I picked up from someone else. I think, I think they got it from like a tantra practice and it's um, uh, desires, needs, and boundaries. I really love, especially talking about needs, like, um, you know, what do you need? What would this need to be for you to like prioritize it? Or what does this need for you to really feel safe and like, um, yeah, ready to go into a vulnerable space or those, those sorts of questions I think can really um, be a great rope to pull you towards intimacy. It's like, oh, well, so for me, like in the last, the last congregation gathering that I was invited into and in and the, the sort of opening setup, there was a time to talk about needs. And I talked about like, well, because of my upbringing in this fundamentalist church, like what I need is people to be really careful about my boundaries. Like I had this thing where there was this whole spiritual conditioning that was like forced on me. And I know there's a lot of spiritual people here. And if you try and force it on me, it's not going to work. And I need you to just like take extra care. Um, and that was like, it was a kind of nervous, vulnerable thing to me to say to a group of strangers, but it created so many opportunities for connection, you know, because someone would be like, oh, I had that same thing too. Or like, I'm really into this, like really fire out spiritual practice and I'd love to share it with you in a way that's good for you. And like, it really creates a lot of surface area for connection to happen. So I really love giving people a chance to name their needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, cool. And these are all things I think we can, we can be going for in this first meeting, actually, this very yeah. first one. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, just to try and understand the, the core intention of that first meeting, I think would be, I mean, there, there may be people that drop out after this meeting and say, hey, this isn't for me. Um, I'm going to leave. So I think, yeah, what, what would you say might be this, the kind of core intention of, of like this very first point of connection? um in person to each other uh, the first words that come up are like informed so there's um just some really basic uh these are the core things to pay attention to like as soon as you go start if, if you point anyone to go reading any of my stuff they'll be like well, wait a minute wait a minute it just goes everywhere and there's so much and it's connected to everything which part are we doing like <laughs> just really focus in for yourselves like what is the part you know, it can be as simple as even making a presentation and going like, these are the click, 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 click. These are the nouns, these are the verbs that we got excited about. Um, so making sure that people are really informed, um, inspired, you know, and I think the inspiration shouldn't come from outside. It should come from inside. Like, um, and that's, that's this question about people's dreams and hopes and like um, sharing that with each other and, and, and going like, wow, we all have big dreams that like we, we could, and, and maybe some process to imagine how would we help each other to take one step towards that dream. Like that's really inspiring and exciting. Uh, and then the third one is connected. Like that, that people just have an experience of, for me, connection is like, um, so there's this, there's this quality of attention where um, if I'm not overdoing the caffeine and Twitter and stuff uh, and I'm, doing my mindfulness practice, I get this quality of awareness, this presence thing where I'm like, oh, I am actually here in this moment. I'm not somewhere else. I'm like in this moment. And then if you can have two people sharing that same experience of that same moment, like that's the connection. That's what, it, that's specifically what I'm after. Um, and I think that that is so compelling and like almost addictive, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's the good stuff. And if you can have that with two people, that's amazing. And if you can get it with 15, like phew, so much the better. And I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't count on getting it with 15 on the first meeting, but um, definitely you can have a few, a few pairs where people have this moment of like really being with each other for a second. Yeah, yeah. Nice, thank you. Um, should we move on to the rest of the process? Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep sharing about that? Okay, so then the, after the second meeting, I guess, for me, kind of the main practical intention is to um, create, a create a program, I guess. Start, start yeah, towing the edge of, of co-creating a, uh, a program of things we're actually going to be doing. So this is also maybe a place where the verbs and nouns start becoming a bit more concrete, um, a bit more clear, and where we can, yeah, have a bit, ha have more of a feeling of what will actually be happening during this day of, or during these days of gathering. Which right now we're we're aiming for two to three um, days, which I'm not sure if, if that feels short. Probably it will, it will it will end up having to be two based on like two full days based on the ability of the people that we're working with here. And are they um, are you going to be in a place where you can all stay the night together, or is it going to be people? No, we want to, we want to make it residential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I think I don't know. I, yeah, residential yeah that's pretty essential to me there's something i mean you could maybe come up with a rational way to explain it but for me it's this almost like psychic magic energy thing where it's like when people leave it's like all of this energy just like dissipates um, yeah. but if they're staying the night and they and they get up in the morning it's like somehow you come back into the room and it's like hey, it's all still here like we're not yeah. starting from scratch we're like we're already but done. It like, and it's also like it's just it's just it's just a connection that it's not it's not every day that you just like create like a weekend where you actually are like talking with these people who know like what you want to do what you're afraid of and you have all of these yeah. time to be there yeah yeah um i think i would the trick is going to be to balance um yeah again this talking about microsolidarity and talking about this vision that you have and like what you're excited about and how how People, people going through the process of kind of like thinking it through and how they might, how it makes sense to them. Um, and then actually getting down to the concrete. So like, I wonder if you can make space for, like I would run case clinic, which is a really simple process again and really, really great. It's on the website um, where you basically, you divide the whole group into kind of fives or sixes or so. And in each group, you have someone who's bringing a case and it's just like something that they're dealing with that they, they really care about and they want some help with you know someone it's like a coaching advising process um and it's just like it takes an hour and there's like five phases and it's just very well designed so that it tends to produce a lot of insight and it produces a lot of connection and so like if you had an afternoon of just doing those you know where like half the people got a chance to be the host with a, with a case and they're like i'm just struggling with this thing at university or i don't know what to do with my dad or you know like so they just get to bring something real and get the experience of coaching each other through it. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like that would satisfy the people because some people are going to be really satisfied to just talk abstract because it's really fun. But there'll be some people who are like, okay, what is this for? What are we doing? So like if there can be some time spent just yeah, really practically helping each other out, I think that'll satisfy those people. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're speaking to this uh, second meeting that we would have before the gathering or all sorry no that in the gathering yeah. yeah i have i have a question like how do you suggest like because okay so i think that the second meeting will be somehow similar to the first one in the sense that we'll get to know each other clarify doubts like 
um, uh, create like getting fun, connected, inspired. We just talked about it, and then also slowly like moving more and more towards the process of creating the program for what is to happen in the gathering. And for these, we are planning on using Lumio. We're gonna try and do it online. Um, um, and how, my question is like, how do you suggest, I guess, how do you suggest to open that gathering? Like, do you think that we should kind of like have an intention, have a goal, like do it together, like we suggested, we do it online, we do it in the place? Because I also see that, for example, you just said, oh, there are people who like to talk about, like just talk, talk, talk. There are others that go like, poo, 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 do it. Like, would it be how, in your experience, like, do you usually have this place that you go back to of, hey, why are we here? Like, do we do, do you usually do this gathering mission, vision? Yeah, I think it, I think it does really help people if you can, um, like, I, this is funny because I'm, I'm strange uh, <laughs> in lots of ways. And one of the ways is that I don't, like I'm quite happy just to be thrown into this weird unknown situation and explore it. But most people are not satisfied with that. Like most people really want a TED talk at the start of a thing that tells them what they're there for, you know, like that, that's just really, really clear and, and orienting and um, sets the expectations of this is the stuff that's likely to happen. This is why, you know, this is both the sort of practical and the inspirational, like, this is this is what you've been invited into like being reminded of the invitation and and then the the, the sort of nuanced parts of hospitality of like well how do we want to i really love um to have a conversation about how do we want to relate to each other like what kind of communication do we want to do we want to have what um you know uh, my partner nati will often host a, a short like kind of guided meditation visualization thing about getting people into a, a state where they're like in their in their memory or in their imagination being in a place where they just feel really good they feel really safe they're really creative at ease whatever um mm -hmm. and then bring them back into the room and say so so are there any qualities of that space that you imagine that you would like to have with us here you know so like maybe some of the qualities are like we had some quiet and some silence or we had time in nature or there was a lot of humor or um people were being really tender with each other or giving those kind of um, words and intentions vocalized into the room at the start of the space and potentially like written up on the, we'll often write those up, like the words that people have said on a board. And then um, once everyone's, well, everyone who wants to, once they've shared, then we'll say like, so when you look at this board of all these intentions that people have, these ways that they want to be with each other, um, is there anything here that you think, no, I'm not, I'm not willing to do that. You know, okay. I'm not, I'm not willing to provide quiet space or honesty or, care or humor i'm not up for that um and and in a really good one sometimes people actually say no so like we had one where someone's word was non-judgmental and someone said you know actually i'm not i'm not excited at all about that word because it's kind of judgmental <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we just marked that one with a with a star and said okay so this one ignoring that one but all the rest is everyone and we got this kind of visual everyone in the room thumb up saying yes i'm up for providing this kind of atmosphere for each other um, and it was a very, very quick way to get um, a shared agreement about how are we going to treat each other. Um, and that, that to me is really potent. Maybe a, maybe a metaphor, like um, when I lived in New Zealand, my friends and I used to run a lot of kind of like big warehouse parties. And we started out, it was very much like a 
really dirty underground punk scene and it was quite aggressive and sometimes dangerous and um and then one day all that we did was we switched we we put someone on the front door during the party whose job was to to welcome people and say like hey welcome to our party this is our home please have a great time you know come on in that's all they did but just that just that touch at the entry completely transformed the whole atmosphere of the place and like meant that people stopped trashing it and it was less violent and aggressive and all that just because you've paid attention to that arrival process and, and signaling to people like you're here and it's somewhere different than you've been before and uh, we're so excited you're here and what is what is this thing that we're bubble that we're inflating uh, i think i think there's some magic in that process starting well yeah did you want to say something i mean just maybe like what about closing mm. um so 30 is fine um once you get more than 30 it gets a bit tricky but with 30 people um it's really easy to hear from everyone and and i i'm so passionate about hearing from everyone at the end of a gathering like this because probably you'll have um a few people that have an amazing time a lot of people that have a good time and maybe a couple of people that have a like okay or bad time and at the end if you give people a moment to reflect on the experience they've been to and like you know we ask questions sometimes like what are you leaving with or um what's one action you're going to take or what's one insight or what how are you just how are you feeling now or like what's one thing you you know there's lots of different questions you can ask but give people a moment to reflect quietly on their own and then and then um when you start going around the circle and people report you know sometimes we'll say like what's one what was one moment where you really felt moved and you want to hold on to it you want to remember it by telling us um when you start to hear all of these different voices saying well this little moment in the kitchen was amazing because at this and this and that and you start hearing these different stories you you see like oh, it wasn't just my own experience which was like really good or okay or bad it was actually 30 different experiences and the sum total of that is just like enormous and that for me is like so inspiring it's so energizing to go like wow we just we had 30 lifetimes you know like there was just so much activity happening and i only saw the tiny little piece of it um so i always love that once you get more than 30 then it's tricky and and i i don't think people can really hold their attention around the whole circle so um <laughs> yeah then then you want to do things that are a little bit more like decentralized and <laughs> chaotic but at that scale definitely yeah make time for that circle cool Nice. Um, um, about documentation because I think that's so much Yeah, um, this is this is really awesome. I feel like I have a much uh, more of a sense of how we can practically go into holding these meetings, um, and then what would come later, I guess, is what emerges through those meetings, mm -hmm. going into the into the gathering itself. Um, uh, unless you unless you feel like there's maybe any other very important points to touch on uh, regarding this process um, and how we're going to interact with our people and bring them together right now, then maybe we could talk a little bit about documentation. Mm -hmm. I'll just say my last word on that, I guess, is just the, the mental model and the, the, the history and the practice for me is 100% about hospitality. 
like that that's the posture that i'm in when i'm when i'm hosting you know it's like just think about what it's like when you go back to your family and the hospitality is awesome because your auntie is running the show or you visit this culture that blew you away or whatever you know like you go to a dinner party or something and what what made it so great like that to me is what i'm drawing on when i'm trying to host an event like that is just make sure people feel welcome in the deepest possible way mm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Thank you for that. So documentation. Sure. Yeah. Um, so there's this, this balancing act that I'm playing where the, the more I say something that seems like a good fit for what people need, um, <laughs> the more demand comes on me where, where people are like, Oh, that sounds so great. I really want that. Can I join your community? Or like, can you advise me? Or can you do that? And it's just like, is a, it's kind of like the, the, the higher quality my work gets, the more pressure there is on me to like respond to all these things. And I'm like, I cannot. Like the quality of my work depends on having a lot of quiet and space and low demands and all this stuff. So I'm really um, trying to find a way to push back in a, in a, in a peaceful, you know, like non-aggressive way, but that, that really looks after my boundaries so that I can keep doing the good work. Um, and so, what I'm really asking people is how much of this can happen in public, you know? So like, I'm really happy to talk to you both. And are you, at the end, we can decide if you feel comfortable publishing this video, you know, like that, that it just really, uh, it's like a leverage where instead of just the three of us having a conversation for an hour, it's like, well, maybe a hundred people can tune in later if, if it's useful to them. Um, and it just, it just, the economics of it work better for me, you know, like time-wise. Um, so I'm not too opinionated at this stage about where, where the documentation happens. So like, um, we can put a video on YouTube. Uh, you might sometime down the line be on a podcast or in a Twitter conversation or write a blog post, whatever. Um, just, I'm just telling people, please just tag it with microsolidarity as a hashtag because it's unique and that means we can find it whatever platform you're on. And mm -hmm. And if you want to, if you want to be more coherent with the other people that are playing, then jump in the micro solidarity Lumio group. And like, you could totally just, you know, occasionally put in a little update and say, Hey, we're these folks from Maastricht. This is our process. This is what's happening. And just, you're not even necessarily open for a discussion. It's just an update maybe just to say, this is what's happening. Um, I'm really not, at, the, at this stage, at least, I'm not going to be playing like a community building role. There's already enough energy. I'm just saying to people like, um, try and work out loud in a way where people can learn from each other. You know, like I said, I don't actually have that much expertise in some of the crucial questions and we have to figure it out together. So it's just about, um, yeah, pursuing our experiments like scientists and sharing our results and, and going, you know, what did we learn? What was really painful? what worked extremely well, especially not just worked well, but like what I'm looking for is what is, what do you suspect is trans contextual? So like, what is, what is something you did that you could put on a piece of paper and ship it to the other side of the world and it'll still be good. That's the question. Like it's, it's quite, um, it's, it's comparatively easy to, to form some good relationships and like to help a group to like come into harmony, but to articulate that in a way that it works in a different context, that's very mysterious. <laughs> So that's, that's what we're, that's what I want the micro solidarity methodology to represent is a, is a, it's like, um, yeah, group process for dummies almost, you know, like it's just very simple 
set of steps that just happens to um, provoke a lot of depth and connection and solidarity. Mm, yeah, I think what you've posted as well, like you've, you're posting plenty of tools for us to get started, even without speaking to you. But of course, we had to reach out and we had to ask for, for some FaceTime. It um, feels extremely valuable. Um, but yeah, I think also the way that you've been doing things and the updates you've been giving, um, also the clarity of the website, kind of the step-by-step -step process, it's very practical. And um, I would also take that as a somewhat of a guide or template for um, yeah, sharing what we're learning to, to make it actually usable and not so abstract. I would say as well, as I think about it, like when you're, when you're at this stage where you're starting out, like probably the most useful thing you can do is tell stories. Just think, this is what happened. We thought this, we did that. This is what we found, um, the aim, you know? Um, and this thing that I described of like extracting almost recipes, that's, that feels like a second pass that happens. Um, I mean, it's the job that I'm really setting myself up for, but it's also, that'll happen as your stories exchange with other storytellers and, and you go like, oh, that sounds really cool. What if we try it? And you'll learn like, okay, 80% of that story fit really well in our context, but this part doesn't work. So um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just, and it, does, it doesn't have to be poetic or great literature, you know, but just to, I mean, you'll be writing for university anyway. So any of that kind of stuff that you can share, I think <laughs> really, um, <laughs> it'll help people out. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, we have about 10 minutes, 13 minutes. So, all right, documentation. Nice. <laughs> um, we, yeah, the last two things I think to speak about are Bia's question about um, working together with a partner and um, well, maybe three things. The, then the second of, yeah, what we can continue contributing to you if we want to continue having these check-ins, these calls. Um, like I said in the email, I have a small budget from university for coaching. Um, and then thirdly, just, yeah, if we want to be posting this video, but we can check in on that at the end. So we touch working together. Is that maybe that's a really big topic to go into right now, but maybe have some. I mean, I don't know the way I it. imagine it. It's a little bit like storytelling, right? Like uh, you, let's say that you are at, with your partner in the very start like when you started working together and you've you've been in all this road i think three years you said past so if you'd go back and tell to like your younger self some advice would you have any like you also don't need to have mm. but it's definitely something that we're just experimenting with because we live together we work together like we do everything together and then sometimes we're like okay um yeah <laughs> <laughs> um So one thing is uh, boundaries. So just like um, being, is, for me, I really connect with people by doing stuff, you know, that's just how I work. And so um, I, I was really fond of Nati and so I invited her to work at my company. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we really fell in love and like, oh let's make a company together because that's just how i like to connect with people is making business um and and then we went traveling and now we happen to be living in an apartment together okay so this is you know this is where we're at oh and we got married um so that i could get 
the papers to live in Europe. <laughs> and because we love each other, but also to get the papers. Um, and and it's and it's important for me to have a boundary where it's like, uh, you know, hey, look, it's six o'clock. The work part of our relationship now goes to bed. Like that's off because I could just keep spinning and spinning and spinning forever and actually not have any of the other part of my relationship come alive and just be fully in productivity execution colleague mode. Um, yeah, just colleagues and lovers are really different things and make sure that there's time and space for both of them to have the time they need, you know, and, and, um, and the advice um, that I give myself, which is so funny because it's the advice that we give to teams that we're coaching is just have spaces for retrospective. So like, stop every full moon or whenever it's going to work for you and go looking back on that last month, what was something that was really awesome that we should do more of and what was something that didn't go very well that we should pay more attention to. And is there something new that we want to try and like just getting in that habit of having a, a little bit of structure around our reflection and like, okay, we're going to, we're going to actually look at our relationship as a third person and go, Mm -hmm. What does this, what does this relationship need? And no, yeah, like I said, that there are kind of two relationships there. Um, and, and what do, what are the different needs that they have? And, mm -hmm. But I mean, it's basically been kind of effortless for us. <laughs> like we just, it just kind of was a natural, easy thing. So I don't, I don't really know uh, what kind of stuff you might be struggling with or, um, yeah. or concerns, you know, like what, what sort of like, Oh, this could go. We just yeah. got lucky and it worked. <laughs> nice. Good. Yeah, I think, I mean, things are going quite well right now, actually. Um, and it's, it's also a, a matter of just communicating a lot, I think, as you say. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, this idea of, of retrospective and looking back on things um, is something that I would definitely like to put in place, I think. That makes everything better for any situation. It's just like, just do this. Everything else is fine. Yeah. Um, same as well, actually, for the, for the congregation, you know, like, um, at the end of the meeting, maybe the first or the second meeting, you can have a five minute process, which is just like, we'll often have a, a post-it notes on the, on the door, on the way out of the room and just say, on your way out, write two post-it notes. One thing that worked really well, one thing you think we could do better next time. And just like, get in that habit of continuous mm -hmm. improvement. Like, we're not pretending to have everything worked out. It's not perfect. We don't know but we do make space to hear about how things could get better and we have a space to acknowledge what's going well. Um, and then I would do that after the gathering, like a week after the gathering, send a form out and do the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. That really building that muscle of like, we are learning and we're here to learn with each other and learning is actually a vulnerable process, but it's like super fun and it's growth, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Okay. Doing good. So <laughs> it's like a doctor's consultation. Eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you originally said um, that you were comfortable speaking with us for a couple of times, a few times, maybe seeing how it goes um, simply in exchange for, for the, the meeting itself, the good energy and um, documenting and sharing the research and development. Um, yeah, but I, I offered to you that I would like to be transparent and share with you that I have um, some funding from my university. I have now 450 euro, um, which is intended to be split into 10 hours. 
but it can also be done um, in any way that we would like to. Um, if it's not given to you, it would be given uh, either to another coach or it would be put directly into the congregation, maybe bringing in facilitators, um, travel expenses, things like that. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about that at this point. Um, yeah. what you know. um, I feel like um, publishing this kind of content is advertising my coaching services, which generally are around like 180 euros an hour. And like, I'm happy to, I have a Robin Hood strategy, so I'm happy to take that money from people mm -hmm. that have a decent budget. Um, so that it frees up my time to have conversations with people that don't have a lot of a budget. So I'd save that money for, I've, if you want a facilitator, then like anything that you can do to reward their time, I think is really um, focus on that. And, and um, yeah, I'm up for at least a couple more conversations like this. And, and if, if we get close to a, my limits, I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. That's, nice. that's beautiful. Nice. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This um, is a big part of the game for me is like working out how to do the economic side of things, right? Like how to, exactly. how to, how to get paid for doing meaningful work because it's like, well, uh, I only want to be doing this. <laughs> I don't want to be doing some job that like really doesn't satisfy me so that I can earn enough money so that then I can come and do this. It's like, no, I want to do this. But then most of the people that, um, that would be my customers don't really have money. So <laughs> it's like this juggling act of like trying to work out how to, um, how to work it out. And it's, I'm really enjoying the process of, of working it out. Yeah. Nice. And do you have um, off the top of your head, any uh, colleagues or people who you feel might be nearby us or interested in getting involved on more of a physical experiential level um, in Maastricht, maybe joining some of these meetings or a gathering? That we could be put in, that we could yeah contact we're already reaching out to phoebe um and i think we're going to meet with her this week or next um have you confirmed the date we haven't yet no okay um definitely phoebe's good i recommend phoebe um she's really experienced she knows the vibe and maybe just uh write a very short description of what you're looking for and i i can um pass it around the people that i know okay Brilliant. that's nice because um, I've got quite a good network of facilitators and, and also, I mean, it could be, again, it could be interesting to put this up on the Lumio group and go like, you know, is there someone around, you know, and I, I, at this stage, it's small enough that I doubt there would be someone, but it's good practice, you know, to go like, <laughs> we're, we're helping each other out. I would look to, so I've got my own personal networks and outside of that, I would look to um, the art of hosting, which is a sort of like framework for thinking about facilitation. Um, the long name is the art of hosting conversations that matter and they've got a Facebook group which is really good um, art hosting art, art. art. Um, yeah, this is my New Zealand English <laughs> um, so yeah it's like I would look for um, if they're in Maastricht or they're in the Netherlands or just like have a search around for who's into art of hosting um, and and see who's who's interested because there's there's a lot of cool people. Oh, and I, yeah, I know some. I know a couple of Dutchies as well, so um, yeah. I can I can send them a note. So yeah, just send me an email with a little bit of content in it, and I'll ping it past a couple of people. Oh, brilliant, thank you. One last thing, you're going to the Toad Nest Convergence, so maybe we'll meet each other there. Oh, great. Yeah, true. Cool. Well, that's that's what it's for, right? So <laughs> we converge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that's, I think, all that we wanted to cover. We have 
two minutes to check out maybe. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm feeling really happy. I'm actually like um, giddy which is they just excited and feeling like a bit childish because um, this is my favorite thing and it sounds like you, you folks are doing awesome stuff and it's really exciting to think that I can um, yeah throw something in the mix that might add some flavor and um, yeah it's, it's, it's so so validating and satisfying for me to see um, that this thing that I'm really like putting all of my life energy into is is making sense to other people that's really really satisfying so <laughs> appreciate you calling me in and what about you two yeah i i share that feeling a lot the giddiness the excitement through this conversation i was feeling like i was sinking into this sense of presence presence really strongly and also with a lot of boiling energy um actually i think this was really the symbiosis um uh the synergy between yeah between us three um, I'm feeling that quite strongly right now. And um, yeah, I, I feel really, really grateful. I'm feeling like rushes of gratitude um, just for this, this conversation and um, for your willingness to meet with us and, and keep pushing this, this beautiful work out there. So again, thank you so much, Richard. Well, mm. I second it all, like the excitement and doing these things and putting it all together and gratitude for like, yeah, for this network that slowly starts to build and to be part of it and to be willing to share and to bring more people. And yeah, I also have these, I really like like putting all of these things together and like how, how to bring people together, how to create things together. And like, we had one idea when we came here and now we're leaving and we're like going to like reshuffle the puzzle and do more things and then in like one week everything's going to change again um but it keeps the vibe going and it's just like really really nice and inspiring to 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 know that that we're out there and that we're open to each other so mm. thank you my pleasure and uh, like on my on my behalf um feel free to use the video um i'm i'm super cool with it yeah, cool. me as well. Cool. And 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 I, if you're also fine with it, then I can take the task of posting it up um, on on the Lumio group and wherever else we might. Yeah, great, great. I'll put it on YouTube and send you the link, and then you can share it around anywhere. That'd be awesome. All right, perfect. Okay, um, goodbye, you two, and goodbye, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Enjoy. Ciao, ciao, and good luck with the with the with the conflict.